Welcome to the Leading by History podcast, where we take our listeners on a journey, walking and talking our way through history to delve into some of the deepest thoughts, concepts, ideas, issues, and challenges. We know you're going to enjoy your time with us. Come along for the journey, Leading by History. We look forward to getting to know you better. Welcome back to another episode of the Leading by History podcast. I'm your host, Masiahu Israul, and it's a pleasure to be back again doing another episode to give our listeners the information that they truly desire and want and continue to tune in to get. This week, we have uh, a guest with us, and this is a, a very interesting show that we're going to do today. We've got Will Pickett with us today, who is uh, one of the owners of the Cool Water Farm, hemp production farms in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, so this is a very interesting discussion that we're going to have today. I'm hoping that we can really get some good information and uh, be able to you know, make the public aware of things that they may not be aware of. I know I'm going to learn a lot today. Uh, Will, welcome to the show. Well, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Glad we finally connected. And I'll do my best. I've been doing this for a long time, farming for uh, basically the whole life. I have a degree in plant science. So do my best to answer uh, questions and uh, Hopefully, maybe can put something out there that's new and good information for everyone. Okay, so you talk about having a degree in in plant science. What sort of got you into the study of plants? Why was that uh, something that you you put a focus on? You know, so much that you actually went to school for it. Well, actually, I grew up on the family farm, still on the family farm here in uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So we're just uh, we're just actually north of Richmond, not too far. But um, my father was very well educated uh, when we grew up. So he was pollinating plants, and it was more soybeans and wheat and corn back in those days. He'd probably roll over in his grave if he knew what we were doing today, <laughs> or maybe not. We're not sure, but he'll probably be happy that we're still farming. Right. So. Got a lot from him. Didn't really understand in the farming aspect, uh, of course, when I was coming up. But uh, it kind of all clicked at a point in time. And uh, he had aspirations that I would continue to farm, which I didn't. I kind of tree farmed, uh, mm-hmm. got involved in uh, wood uh, preservatives and so forth. And kind of never forgot the desire on the farm and kind of circled back uh, around 2010 and started uh, started working with uh, hemp and cannabis plants. Mm. Now, I think in the state of Virginia, uh, marijuana is legal for personalized use, I think, in in homes, etc., which is new for us here. Everybody is, uh, I think, with the understanding that 
a household can grow four plants. I'm not sure if it's really embedded in writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do deal with the state folks on a monthly occasion, meetings at the farm and so forth. But I think the understanding of or word of mouth kind of got out there and got everybody motivated. So there's been a long battle between the government of America and you know, the sale and production of marijuana. And we've got listeners that are from every uh, political strain, from every uh, religious denomination. And there may be folks who don't believe in the use of marijuana in any form. There are those who may believe that for medicinal purposes, it's okay. But then there's this thing that's called hemp, and I think that's where we really need to get some understanding. While I know your farm does both, Uh you know, the the marijuana portion of it is, you know, that's new for us in the state of Virginia as far as the way that folks are using it. and, And even around the country where you see facilities springing up and folks creating MJ based products. But the hemp is what I am most interested in here because I don't think folks understand. So, can you just sort of give us a little breakdown about that? Yeah, I will. Actually, uh, you know, maybe a good place to start is in 2019, we did the State Fair of Virginia. We were the only ones there with hemp plants, which, you know, I won't reference marijuana or MJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, too much since we are on the hemp path, but you know, a lot of people believe that we had marijuana there at fair, and mm-hmm. uh, so you know, we we did have meetings with the governor and you know the state police and so forth before the fair. But it was really educational for us and for the folks there, since hemp uh, cannot contain more than 0.3 percent THC. That's what signifies it as being a hemp plant. Mm. Can you get high off of that? No, not really. There's mm. there's different blends that can, you know, relieve pain, anxiety, you know, and even help with sleep. And that's probably the biggest benefits of hemp. You get mm. all the benefits of MJ without uh, the psychological effects. Ah. Now, that's that's extremely important uh, for folks to understand. And, you know, um, as a kid, uh, you know, folks would talk about, you know, the Constitution, uh, you know, written on hemp and, uh, you know, and all of these Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And, um, you know, uh, you know, you would hear these these kinds of 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 things going on where folks would talk about this. you know, in, in, in all actuality, um, it was, it, you know, it was really written on parchment, but that's one of those urban legends that people would always uh, talk about. I'd hear about hemp ropes, things of that nature, you know, so it's not like I hadn't heard about hemp as a kid, but I just don't sure. think that we had any kind of interaction with it to really understand what was going on with it. Now, everybody heard about MJ uh you know uh mary jane was 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 very right. well known but the hemp piece <laughs> is 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 different and so uh I, I wanted you to come on the show today because i think that this is extremely important what you just said 
was the, the medicinal benefits for hemp without the psychological trip um, that that comes yeah. along with with uh, MJ. So uh, your website, the main website you have is virginiahempcommodities.com. I'm going to pull that up right now. And I see what looks to be as a Chinese imagery, um, almost like a, a painted uh, portrait of some some kind. Is this the the uh, so the this is so logo? this is kind of the this is the logo, and this we took this logo from from some pictures actually that originated in China, mm-hmm. which we believe. Uh, in the public or the people that actually research believe that hemp first originated in South China or possibly in the Middle East, being more specific, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have seed to, to kind of go back in history a little bit. Mm-hmm. In 2010, we did visit a place in China called Bama Yao. B A M A Y A O, and anyone can look that up and see. Now, there's more people over 100 years old living there than anywhere on the planet, even today. Mm -hmm. Their diet is veggies, of course, uh, and uh, hemp seed. So they actually take the hemp seed, they take, they dehaul it which you can buy legally in Virginia, and they make like a porridge out of it with um, with different lettuces and so forth. But that kind of inspired me to want to come back and pursue that. And, you know, certainly in China, you cannot grow anything that's over 0.3% THC. It's illegal there in the whole country, not just a certain province. Okay. So I stayed there for a while and, and you know, learned uh, about what they were doing. And, you know, obviously we, with the goodwill of the state of Virginia and the folks uh, in the agricultural department allowed me to bring seed back. And we actually have those growing today. Mm. Uh, but medicinal purposes basically come from the bud. Uh, the cannabinoids where THC would be one, CBD, so forth and so on. There's probably a hundred different ones. Uh, research is not even sure. There could be 200 cannabinoids in the plant. But So that's uh, on the medical side, that's what we make a CBD oil out of. Mm. So, so go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, we do that in-house. Uh, in a lab, but uh, we get a lot of good feedback about the benefits of CBD, which is basically is hemp. Okay. And uh, the CBD refers to what specifically for our listeners? It's a great cannabinoid, like the THC would be the uplifter for the psychological. CBD would be the relaxing for pain relief, mm-hmm. um, you know, anxiety, and certainly a sleep aid um, at night. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's two different varieties of 
attempt. One's sativa, which is a little more uplifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is indica, which is a little more relaxing. Mm. So you can blend them together uh, or you can pollinate them together to make a hybrid or uh, you can have the origin or the the natural plant that's not crossbred. Interesting. You know, as a, a person who um, owned a, a bookstore slash cultural shop for, for many years, um, I sold you know, different kinds of products for, uh, for health, uh, for skin, uh, hair, Uh et cetera. And, you know, I would see the cannabis sativa in some of the hemp products that we had, some of the soaps, uh, you know, some of the, some of the shampoos, things of that nature. And a lot of times folks would be like, what this says it has, you know, uh, cannabis sativa, like what's going on? And I'm like, you know, these, there's uh there are healing properties there. And I remember I had a friend of mine who used to eat hemp seeds, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't always see him crunching cool. on hemp seeds all the time. And I was just like, wait a minute. I was like, uh, you know, and, and that's just in the early days of beginning to understand the difference between MJ and hemp and the connections between the two. And I think that that's, you know, again, that's something that folks need to know about and need to understand. So um, your company is called Virginia Hemp Commodities, and you specialize yeah. in hemp and uh, mm-hmm. and cannabis cultivation. Um, wh- you know, what made you, when you said back in 2010, you got back into the farming, what made you say that hemp was going to be the route as opposed to soybeans or wheat, barley, you know, what made you say the hemp product is, is something you want to put an emphasis on? Well, I saw the benefits certainly when I was in China and I'm sure it's not all related to those folks eating hemp seed. I'm sure, you know, Mm -hmm. they have a healthy diet. They they have good water and good air, but I felt like uh, from the plants I saw and they were huge there, you know, I was thinking of other, benefits, which we're looking at, uh, if you know what OSV board is, which is like plywood with fibers. Okay. So we're looking at, we're looking in the building materials, uh, mm. you know, to, to make out of those products as well. Mm. But, uh, you know, just what inspired us was, uh, you know, just the people using it for, you know, not using it for recreational, but using it for really good health benefits. Right. And these were people that were 90, you know, a son could have been 90 years old. And the father was 110. Yeah. Uh, so they were all on scenes. I guess I think that was probably the uh, inspiration there. Mm. The farming part, I didn't have a big old combine, so I didn't want to do soybeans again. And right. I didn't want to do something that was kind of monotonous. And I wanted to push uh, research, and I wanted to be a part of that. So mm. we actually set Virginia Tech up when they got started with seed. Um, but I just wanted to be a part of the research, and that's, you know, that's why we opted to open a lab back then as well. Mm. But the products you speak—the products you speak of, though, you know, for the hair, for the 
for the lotions and so forth. Yeah. You know, those are all good products as well. And I know early on, uh, there just probably wasn't a lot of hype uh, and people were afraid maybe to take the just the step to try something. Right, right. Because, you know, you've got folks that have, you know, uh, convictions, maybe religious convictions and things of that sure. nature. And because they don't understand the difference between a hemp and, and, and the MJ and also mm-hmm. may not understand that it's not always something that you're talking about smoking that you know you can right. you can steep tea you can uh you know use the hair products it's great for exfoliation if it's mm-hmm. put into a soap like they don't understand that part that it doesn't have to have anything to do with you taking it in internally in the form of smoke right sure. um And I think that's where the education has to come in. You know, I used to tell people all the time that, you know, you see this, uh, these soaps we have and it has the cannabis sativa and stuff. And folks are like, oh, well, how could you? And it's like, no, we're not sitting around getting high (laughs) off of this stuff. No one's smoking the soap. Right. It's, you know, there are (laughs) health benefits to it that are, are beneficial. And so even for folks who may not be interested in, you know, eating hemp seeds or taking hemp oil internally, there's still external things that can be done with it. As you mentioned, uh, the building supplies, uh, you know, ropes and and garments and all kinds of things that can be done uh, with hemp. And I think that's where people have to be educated because there's a taboo, right, on anything that looks like MJ, smells like MJ. And uh, and folks are so uh, afraid of it. Um, you you started your business. Um, you know, when I talked to you earlier, you talked about something happening in 2016. So what happened between 2010 and 2016? You know, I know you you got into the farming again in 2010, but 2016, what what began to to change about your business and what you were doing at that time? So 2010, we were under the radar, not that we were doing anything illegal. We were still working with the state that, you know, we were, we were importing some seed. And when I say important, we would go to the country mm-hmm. and we'd been to Middle East. We'd been to China. We'd been to Africa, which is the three general areas that really mm. produce the best seed. So we were bringing them back to the U.S., kind of under the radar. In 2016, the research programs, Virginia Tech being one, and just happened to be the one that that I got involved with. There were four other colleges as well. but um, So we started doing research, and we were allowed to actually grow, you know, given the coordinates of where where your field is. So we were actually uh, on the radar at that point. But, you know, I, and I think that was a little more comfortable. You know, we were able to breathe a little bit better, if that makes sense, that, you know, we were out researching something and we we had the backing of the state of Virginia. So that was kind of a good turning point was the latter part of 2016. Mm. And, and so we're going to, take a brief break um mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll be right back 
after this break. And, and let's talk when we get back about how the playing field has changed with the acceptance of hemp. All right. We'll sure. be right back. Sounds good. Hey, as a listener to the Leading by History podcast, we want to tell you about some exclusive opportunities available to you as a listener. If you go to patreon.com backslash leading by history today, you'll find that there are three tiers of support that will give you exclusive access to our program. We've got the official patron level, the all access tier and the highest level, the VIP patron level of support. If you want to find out how you can have exclusive access and have impact on what we offer, go to patreon.com backslash leading by history today. Welcome back. We are speaking with uh, Will Pickett from Virginia Hemp Commodities, and we have been talking about his journey into the farming of hemp. We talked about some of the folks' resistance to it early on and and how now things are beginning to change. And so, uh, Will, I want to ask you about how the playing field has changed for the acceptance of hemp over maybe the last five years, how has hemp now in different parts, whether it be the government, whether it be in day-to-day society and in communities, how have you seen uh, the playing field change for the acceptance of hemp products within, let's say, the last five years? Well, probably more so in the in the last year. We uh, So CBD is, you know, what we extract from the hemp plants. Mm-hmm. So there's a substance now that are being uh, made in labs, which is called Delta-8. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but I'm sure a lot of people have. It's it's lab-made, you know, made in the lab with uh, chemicals, sulfuric acid could be one. But you take the CBD and you use sulfuric acid, and you make a synthetic product, uh, which is called Delta-8, and then it will give you psychological effects. Mm. And we see that as the farm bill that came out uh, back in 2018, and then maybe skipping around on years a little bit, but from recollection that, you know, that was a product that was derived in the lab. And, you know, we see a lot of kids today using that and getting mm. the psychological part, and it's a dangerous, uh, it's definitely a dangerous journey. Mm. It's one that the state is actually working to uh, put a stop to, but it's not something that we indulge in. But I think that's probably the biggest, hottest uh, derivative of hemp mm. today, unfortunately. Mm. So as with I just wanted I just wanted to get that out there to uh, anyone that's listening that you know we we don't support that 
right? Uh, because it's a synthetic product, right? Yeah, uh, not to get off base, but right. You know, we see we see building products, of course, the rope, the sail that Christopher Columbus used mm-hmm. was said to be hemp. Uh, so we're looking at you know all sides of the plant to it being useful right. for medical, for building, for you know other purposes as well. Well, you know, as with anything, human beings are going to always find some kind of way uh, yeah. to mess up any good thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of saying that. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it, it's just a part of, it's a part of the nature of folks to always try to push the limits and, and do things they shouldn't be doing right. And so, you know, the Leading by History podcast, of course, and and also uh, cool water farms and, and Virginia hemp commodities do not uh, promote uh, the use of, of any of this uh, stuff, the synthetic products and the use of things for people to have these psychological uh, issues and so forth and so on. Um, this show is about hemp and understanding um, the, the benefits of, of hemp in all of the ways that we've been talking about uh, and and not related to the discussion of of MJ, uh, and I think people need right. to know the difference between those things, and it's an ex- extremely important because some folks may get them confused, and um, you know, and 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 some might ask the question and say, well, can you smoke hemp? And I'm sure that um, as with anything, I mean, you could smoke anything, a piece of chalk, you could smoke some regular uh dandelion right like anything could be smoked if somebody wants to to try it uh potpourri you know or whatever the case but um yeah (laughs) so yeah on the part about smoking hemp so there's really three ways to get it in your system and we're and and i'm on the hemp route Mm -hmm. but it's uh it's oil which is cbd oil put Mm -hmm. it under your tongue Hold it there for as long as you can mm-hmm. and swallow. It takes about 30 minutes to get in your system. Uh, the other form, of course, is gummies or edibles, mm-hmm. which you tend to eat, of course. It takes a lot longer and less potent. But smoking, and, and they they did this back in the day, we're mm-hmm. pretty sure. Uh, but, you know, probably at the end of the day, they take some hemp and put it in their corn cob pipe maybe and and probably take a few, few puffs and that's the quickest way to get it in your system okay. uh, we don't promote smoking but mm-hmm. typically five minutes uh, if you have pain in your joints or a little anxious or you know maybe even before you go to sleep you know it's the fastest way mm. Okay, so those are the three ways. And so, um, what are your thoughts, uh, Will, on the on the future of your business in general with hemp? And then, what are your thoughts on the future of the hemp industry in general? Well, I think we're just scratching the surface. You know, on our business, um, you know, we we do a lot of research. We don't look for we look for the CBD oils and probably, you know, some of the forms of smoking to, to be around for people that don't want the anxiety they get from the MJ. So that's really the target of air customers. We, 
we targeted hemp because uh, maybe even 50% of our customers, they don't like the psychological effects. Right. So we think that there's going to be the marketplace for those folks that want the, the medical benefits. Mm-hmm. But we also, you know, like I said earlier, we're looking at building products. There's uh, prob- probably an unlimited uh, methods for using hemp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just scratching the surface today, but, you know, we see it being viable for us, for, um, you know, for the customer base that just don't want to go the other route, so to speak. Right. And so I'm looking at your site and you have uh, Virginia Gold Hemp Salve, right? Which would be something that you would mm-hmm. put on the skin. Um, it's maybe a, on the it's lips. a topical. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and folks need to understand that, uh, you know, any topical, you, you know, your, your dermal layers of your skin, it takes a while. You got to rub it in and rub it in. And, you know, not just one day, but over a period of a week, you'll start feeling the topical benefits. But it's it's a topical and it takes a while to get to the area. But it's a product we believe in and, you know, our customers believe in as well. What about the Virginia Gold Water Enhancer? What is what what is that doing? How does that work? So when we started selling our product. Um, specifically at the fair, we tried to introduce a really low level of CBD because really in 2019, Virginia was just really just getting into even hemp to understand what it was. So we started mm-hmm. with uh, just a low, uh, a low dosage, if you will. And then later, you know, we got up to the thousand milligram and so forth and so on for people that wanted more, which a thousand is typically typically what we sell the most of. But a couple of folks said this stuff is great in bottled water. Mm. So speaking of the first one we came out with, which contains ingredients that have some sweeteners that are even good for diabetics. Mm. So we turned that into a water enhancer, and it's just more of a flavorant. But it also has some benefits of CBD. Okay. Would that, I mean, what would it do for the person that's using it? Would it put some pep in their step? What would it do? Would it slow them down and relax them after a long day? What What would be the benefits in the water enhancer? I think it actually, it adds to, it helps to hydrate. Mm. So it's some benefits there as like electrolytes would be in mm. Gatorade or something like that. Okay. So I think that would be some of the benefits. So yeah, pep in the step is uh, <laughs> more in the relaxing effect, I would say. Okay. Okay. And then I see the Virginia golden gummies, you know, that I see the palm oil, hemp oil, hemp extract, lime juice, gelatin, and natural flavors there. So that would just be another way, that internal way of taking in the hemp and getting some of the medicinal properties. It does, and in the gummies, uh, yeah, the same thing. You want to savor them like a, a cough drop, so to speak, and okay. you'll get the CBD enhancement, which is uh, relieving pain. is really one of the, the major benefits. Mm. 
Now, what about this Longevity 1000 CBD oil? That's what you're selling the most of. That's giving you the 1000. When we say 1000 CBD, what are we talking? Milliliters. Okay, got it. And so and that, that would be like that would be like if you took a vial uh, and filled it half full. And there's probably 28 vials maybe in a bottle. Uh, and I'm just guessing, but. Mm -hmm. That would be like half of a vial would be the dosage for that. In longevity, the name actually came from the seed or the plants we bought back, which we believe are some of the oldest plants in the world from, from the Chinese variety. So the cannabinoids that are in those plants are greater than, than, than many, if you will. Can you can you take too much of that? Like if a person wasn't measuring with the longevity, would it be harmful if they used more vials than normal? I mean, is there a health? Uh, we know there are health health benefits, but is there a health, you know, a challenge, something that's a warning, something that's, you know, a danger concerning uh, having too much? Too relaxed, maybe. Okay. Is that ever an issue, though? Right. So, in other words, it, it, it could just knock you out. It could just make you like completely just out of it. Well, I, don't, I think it would just make you feel. Yeah, you would feel tired. You probably want to hit the sofa, or you know, late at night, or after a day of working hard. Uh, I think it just would relax, uh, relax you more, which helps you sleep, of course. And then if you have any bodily aches or pains, you know, knocking those out, uh, where medications, aspirin, Advil, mm. uh, we would be just doing it with, uh, with the hemp products. But, it, but there's no danger if you, if you took more than a certain amount. I mean, is there a recommendation? Like when you buy the Longevity 1000 CBD, is there a recommendation? I can't see it on the, you know, from the website, but do you say, Hey, you know, drop two or three drops within water or this or that, or directly into mouth is what are the, you know, how do you use? We, the actually, we actually tell folks to take half of a vial. If okay. they're say between 115, 200 pounds. Okay. Because if you take uh, two or three drops, like actually, some maybe some of the can containers may say it will not work. It takes really a half a vial uh, to to work. And a lot of people uh, we don't produce animal CBD for dogs, cats, so so forth okay. and so on because it's really the same. It's the same okay. uh, that humans take. It's just by weight. So right. if somebody says oh, I got a dog that weighs five pounds. Um, and I've been giving him CBD. I've been buying it from the, you know, the the, the dog store. Uh, so we tell them to, you know, try two or three drops for for that particular animal. And so, would you and it would, work? Would you put that on in their water on their food? How would that? Because I, you know, I'm thinking here. I'm laughing because one of my mentors gave mm -hmm. me a bottle of this uh, hemp stuff for my dog because my dog like is is really just works overtime. He's always barking, always alert and just uh, angry all the time. And so, I started, yeah, so I started giving him like two of these 
little they're not pills they're like chewables two little chewables of the hemp in order to mm -hmm. sort of make him chill and so how would you use the the longevity cbd with an animal would you put it directly on their food and their water or drop it directly into their mouths how would that work yeah it probably would be hard to get them in the habit of putting it under their tongue and getting them to hold it there for as mm -hmm. long as they can so it would be uh and and the you know the problem with putting it in food is you know you tend to eat it it doesn't under the tongue is you know your thinnest membrane mm. so that's why it reacts in typically 15 30 minutes mm -hmm. so i guess if you if your dog was cooperative and would let you do that that's the best way when you ingest it in food you know it it will work but it it will just take longer right so we would right. recommend probably get him to take it you know put some drops in his mouth or you know worst case uh, just put it in the food okay but you wouldn't put it in the water most cbd products have an oil carrier mm -hmm. so if you put it in water it will separate got it and then i see you have the virginia gold hemp seeds would people mm -hmm. uh, are these for consumption or would people use these and put them in the ground or you know take a little uh flower pot and grow them do they work that way how do you use the virginia gold hemp seed so yes so they take the sales of the hemp seed have really tapered off because mm -hmm. you know the seed of choice now is not really hemp but right yes they are for growing and uh in the pot or actually uh you know the tin that we sell is like a thousand seeds so it would grow at probably an acre mm, okay and then you can also eat them yeah okay interesting yep. wow now I, i'm looking at this virginia gold nuggets and this looks like some stuff familiar from college uh what's what's going on with well you're virginia? a lot younger you sound a lot younger than me so when i was uh, in college it, uh, it was low, i wasn't low using key. it but i i definitely saw plenty plenty folks uh on the college campus that had something that looked like this so what is this all about uh, i got it so this is this is hemp and it's for people that uh a lot of people do like to smoke okay uh with their pipe or their method being whatever it is mm -hmm. but uh so it's the same effect but again smoking is uh uh almost immediate okay. uh, you'll get the effects of relax and so forth but that you wouldn't eat that that part only the seed is no it. we do have people that cook bake it uh mm. and then make edibles out of it but uh not on my menu right okay and then i see you've got some interesting stuff like uh short path extraction what's that all about so we got into lab works and then we would have customers that would say oh i'd like to do this but on a small scale mm. so we actually sell small lab work kits where you actually can uh the terpenes being the flavors mm -hmm. and there's many flavors of course and then the cbd and the thc so you can separate the components with with this wow wow so 
actual actually some scientific experimentation that folks can do uh, with the short path extraction. This is uh, this is fascinating stuff. Um, truly fascinating here as we you know just look around uh, the website and taking a look at what you're you're offering. I've been putting up some images um, from your website, uh, some images of the things you sell, images of you and the family, the farm. Uh, just taking mm -hmm. a look at a lot of uh, these things. Um, okay, so as, as we um, are coming down towards the the end of the program, I've got a couple of questions. So uh, this question would be, what do you think you've learned most uh, since you've gotten into the, the production and the growing of hemp what has really um, enlightened you more? What have you really learned in this process? What are some of the things that you feel, you know, you've learned most from being a part of this? Well, I think, uh, you know, we do a lot of cloning, which is uh, when you get a great mother, uh, you want to, you know, keep her around for a while. So, mm. uh you know, we'll clone. And what that is, is basically taking uh, cuttings off of a plant and you're going to have the same plant as the mother, the characteristics that I think the research part, you know, having the lab and being a part of that, which I don't get to drive the tractor too much. Mm -hmm. They fight over that. They keep me inside. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I think just the lab experience of, you know, the flavors, you know, when you're, uh, when I'm experimenting with different strains, you know, you'll get the flavors off of it and, you know, kind of going back to the lab kit, we just do it on a much larger scale. But, you know, I think that for me is fascinating. Uh, mm -hmm. And the part about, uh, you know, we're all about purity. Uh, where in America today, most of the strains are, you know, cross-pollinated hundreds and hundreds of times mm. so you've lost the purity of really the mother if that makes sense or back mm -hmm. to the roots uh so that's that's what we're kind of all about trying to keep it back at the roots uh the purity part okay but uh you know i think for for me that's uh that's been uh rewarding mm. Mm. and um you know, when when you decided that you wanted to take part in this, I know you're you're married. How how did your wife respond? Was she already on board? Did she give you the idea? Did you both sort of, you know, have this uh, you know epiphany, as they say, together? Or how did that look when you when you know when you decided that you were going to do this? Did you have to convince her? Or did she have to convince you? Or were you both just sort of hit by the same idea at the same time? Well, her dad, my wife's dad is 99 years old and he's still wide open, doesn't mm. take any medications. He is the guy that was eating the hemp seeds mm. from this location. So this is hometown. So, of course, I had a lot of questions. Right. Uh, seeing this, not able to communicate well. My Chinese is not very good, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, that she was on board with this and she's a hard worker. Uh, she came from the family that, 
that worked hard. So, you know, I would say without her, it, it probably would have been, uh, we wouldn't have reached the goal that we were trying to reach because it, it's definitely a lot of hard work. Uh, yeah. Even though we have people to help us, you know, certainly the field work, there aren't machines that just pick this, you know, it's, it's done all by hand. Mm. So I would say she was uh, a big part of uh, the inspiration there, her and her family and, and just seeing the way they, they live the simple life and, you know, him being a part of that life. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. That's, that's really something her father's 99 and still doing well. I mean, and, and, you know, did, did he share any other part of his diet? Is he, as you said, uh, eating mostly vegetarian based, uh, meals and, and exercising? Is that a part of it as well? I think he, he's, uh, he walks a lot, of course, but okay. In China, that, uh, and especially in this town, there's markets because uh, it's a tropical zone. Mm-hmm. So they go shopping, not a lot of refrigerators, a lot of older folks, of course. So they buy today on what they're going to eat today. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. They're, uh, they don't eat a lot of fried foods, uh, the veggies, mm-hmm. the water, uh, of course, you know tourists are finding out about the location and thinking if they just go there and drink some water, they're going to have a long life. <laughs> it doesn't, you and I both know it doesn't quite work right. that way. Right. Right. Great yeah, sales but, pitch though. That would be a great sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, he was part of the inspiration as well. And really digging down to see how they live is, uh, you know, in him being a part of that. And no, no meds, no high blood, uh, blood pressure medicine, no, uh, you know, none of that stuff, just uh, natural, uh, healing powers of what's available from the earth. That's right. You know, we come from yeah. the earth and, and return to it. And so it's interesting that we don't think about the things that come from the earth, uh, consuming those things, right. It's, it's like, you look, you look at the earth and you look at fruitful areas where there's a lot of vegetation, a lot of growth, you know, mm-hmm. um, we should be thinking about how we are consuming those things and bringing those things into use in our lives. And it's it's just amazing. You know, one, one of the things that I think that I want to uh, put some time into when I do have a moment, I, I want to really research the history of allergies. And, you know, I, I really want to think about, you know, is this something that was written about in ancient times? Did people struggle with it? Because here in this society, you know, there are peanut allergies and there are mm-hmm. allergies to weeds and, you know, people have allergic reactions to grass. And it just sort of doesn't make sense to me because we come from the earth. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense that things from the earth would cause us. Uh, so many problems. But it seems that in the society in which we live, where we consume such large portions of meat on a regular basis, uh, we don't always stay hydrated. People are drinking lots of sodas and lots of sugars are in the diet. And we see that folks aren't living as long uh, here in this country as in some of the places we we would consider more humble, more poor 
And sure. uh, so it's some, something that I'm interested in, like how are people building allergies to things that come from the earth just doesn't seem natural. It seems like there's something in what's being done over here and the kinds of foods we're eating that are giving us these negative reactions. Uh, so that's just something that I'm interested in. And I think hemp is uh, is a part of you know that in some way that there's something about this hemp plant and what it's able to do and and produce that I think you know may be a key to some of the things that we want to understand about ourselves and and the world and the planet. Just yeah. just truly fascinating. As we uh, come down to the final moments of the program, I, I always ask the uh, guests on my show to leave our audience with a charge, right? Something that they walk away from this conversation thinking about doing in the real world. What would be your charge to our audience and to our listeners? What can they take away from today's conversation to actually make themselves and the world better? What should they be doing with the information that they learned here today? Well, I think the key to life is uh, certainly being happy in um, eating good foods and try not to get tied up with medications uh, when there are natural sources. And, you know, I'm not a holistic guy, but I've been around it and I've seen the differences. But I think, you know, try to live a healthy life. Uh, if you're going to try new things, mm-hmm. you know, research it a little bit and, uh, you know, make sure you're trying which which you feel is good for you or will work for you and you know not something that somebody is trying to put on your shoulder but i just think uh you know healthy living uh, which hemp definitely is a is a part of that if it can make you feel better uh sleep better you know sleep is important uh you know i think all of that uh makes a better life mm-hmm. yes and uh, you know we're all looking we're all looking for that key ingredient out there and it's mm-hmm. not just one thing mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's many components together but good components so right i think maybe that's the key i i don't know if mm-hmm. i've really found it yet or not i'm still looking <laughs> right well you know i think i think that's that's the charge is that folks should take charge of their health. They should really start thinking about, you know, we should think about what we eat, what we take into our bodies. And we, and we should also think about uh, some of the herbs and, you know, natural vegetation that surrounds us and what that can do for us. Right. And one of the things that you said to me previously is that, um, you know, you want people to think about the benefits of hemp for the society um, that there may be endless medical benefits, but the emphasis is that it's not on addiction, right? Uh, too much of anything Correct. is a problem, and we don't want in any way to be addicted to any particular thing. And I think that's where people uh, run into issues is they find something that may be beneficial for them, and then they begin to, you know, uh, worship the thing, right? Like they can't get away from it. And then they build an addiction. And then that defeats the whole purpose of (laughs) a well-rounded life with the benefits of things that, you know, come from, from the earth. So 
yeah, I think that's what we walk away with is, you know, thinking about how we can uh, take better uh, care of ourselves and, and be in control of the things that we eat and, you know, exercise. And it's not just one way to be healthy. You're not going to just eat some hemp seeds and now you're going to live until you're 99. But Correct. They, they can be helpful in the process of helping you uh, work through some of these things as other herbs and vegetation uh, from the earth. So, Will, I thank you so much for being with us today. This has truly been a great conversation. I've learned a lot and, um, you know, and you can uh, possibly be looking for me uh, to get some, some hemp seeds from you and, okay, uh, all right. you know, and, and, and to, to look more into, you know, especially I'm, I'm so fascinated by the building possibilities and all of that stuff. I think all of that is just fantastic. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for you coming on and, and taking the time to, to be with us today. I hope that this episode of the Leading by History podcast is, is really beneficial for everyone listening, uh, that we, you know, really learn about the world around us and the things that grow from the earth. And instead of looking for a way to escape reality, right, and to not deal with the present pressures of life, uh, through some kind of, of drug use or et cetera, to really just realize that it's really about taking care of yourself and doing those yeah. things that are necessary to to be a better you. Um, yeah, thanks, absolutely. Will. Thanks, Will, for coming Thanks for out. having me. I appreciate it. Very yeah, much. we we appreciate it. And for We at Leading by History, we say peace. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Leading by History podcast yet again. We appreciate your support. And as always, never take what you hear on face value, but always go and investigate the sources. Look, until we get together again on another episode, we want you to stay safe and we say to you, peace. Peace.